We are reading this morning from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Epiphany, the 12th day of Christmas, was on Wednesday this week. And that is the day that we celebrate when the wise men finally found the star and found Jesus. And so we are celebrating Epiphany today here in the church. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw Mary with his mother, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite Christmas carols really isn't a Christmas carol. You may know, we three kings of Orient are, bearing gifts we traverse afar, Westward leading, still proceeding, following yonder star. Welcome to what we are calling Epiphany today here in the church. The 12 days of Christmas are over, and we are entering into a new season. Today is the day we think about stars and wise men. We meet Herod, and we are guided by a dream. Epiphany is the day we celebrate the light of the world as it spreads throughout the world, and marvel at the good news that was delivered into the world for everyone, and marvel that that news did eventually spread for all to hear. So depending on who you ask, the three kings may have only been three, or they may have actually been a whole tribe of travelers. The wise men were actually scientists. They were specifically astrologers who studied the stars and the moons, their rising and falling the suns, and the planets, and they made predictions based on what they saw. This is different from the scientists we know today as astronomers, the men and women who use physics and chemistry and astronomy to unlock the secrets of the universe. The wise men were revered in their time for their knowledge. They belonged to a priestly caste called Zoastronism, and thus they paid attention to the heavens. Belonging to this caste indicates that they actually weren't Jewish, but they were people of another faith. 
These are the travelers directed by God in a quest to find the newborn king. God speaks to them through the bright light of the Christmas star, through the voices of prophets of old, and again in their dreams. We collect nativity scenes in our household. My mom has a collection that I add to almost every year. My sister has a collection, and I have a collection. And several years ago, I received a nativity set from my mom. If you're familiar with the willow tree angels, then you might be familiar with this set. And when I put it out on top of my hutch this year, I kind of paused for a minute because I didn't really know where I was going to put the wise men. There are these beautiful carved wooden figures of Mary and Joseph and the Holy Family. There are a few of the animals There's the manger. And so it's easy to kind of figure out where to put them in that tableau that we all have seen or thought about. But what do you do with the wise men? Because if you follow what's in the Gospel of Matthew that we read today, there wasn't even a manger because it was years before the wise men found Jesus and Mary and maybe Joseph. It's possible that Jesus was as old as two by the time that star led them to him, And at that point, they were living in a house. As I was setting it up this year, I found in the box a yellow wooden star that has a little bit of shine on it. I love my mother dearly. Don't dare tell her I'm telling this story. But I have inherited a lot of her Christmas decorations when she has finished with them or no longer wants them. She goes, here, I think you would like this. And I tuck them in a box, and then I figure out what to do with them. And that's where the star came from. So it landed in the box with an eye nativity scene. It's a little bit taller than the figures, and I pulled it out and kind of set it to one side on top of the hutch. And then I pulled the wise men out. I'm like, what, what do I do with these guys? So I put them on the other side, looking at the star, heading to follow it. And for this year, the scene was complete. What stands out to me as I think about the Epiphany story and as I think about the wise men is that they were what today we might call seekers. They sought answers to their deepest questions, knowledge, and something to believe in, and God showed them the way. Much like the community that you will be focusing on reaching out to in this coming year based on what I heard Edwin say earlier, they would have fallen in that category. They were seekers looking and longing for something more. They make their entrance into the story asking Herod where the king is to be found. And they tell him that the child was born, a star was set in the sky, and they knew to come worship the new king. But to Herod, all of this is news. We hear the story so many times, we forget that at some point Herod was told for the first time that this child was born. And he is terrified at that news because he knows what the prophet Micah has said. And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a leader who is to shepherd my people Israel. And as the prophets had predicted, the new king had been born. He was scared, Herod, for his position, his power, his lifestyle, his regime, and his rule. For he knew that as that light spread in the world and as the baby grew, he would ultimately become a threat to all that Herod held dear. And so to step inside the mind of Herod on this day is to step inside the mind of one who is absolutely terrified and responds from a place of fear.
he uses the wise men as spies. He sends them out to follow the star to the place where Jesus lay and tells them to return with the information with the exact location. What he tells the wise men is that he wants to go and honor the newborn king, when what he really wants to do is go and slaughter him. Herod plans to kill Jesus and eventually orders the death of every male child under the age of two in an attempt to do so. And so what drove the wise men to travel so far, to follow the star in the sky where it led? What were they yearning for? What were they missing? This journey wasn't easy. They were traveling at night, following the light of the star, in a strange country with no idea where their journey would end or what awaited them as they arrived. Each night, the star's position in the sky called them farther and farther away from what they knew and what they loved and the place they called home. And yet, they kept going. Until one night, when the star did not move anymore in the sky, it stopped and shone on the place where the child was. And they knew that they had arrived. When they entered the house, what Matthew says is they saw Mary and Jesus And immediately they dropped to their knees and they honored him. They offered him gifts, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I don't know those of you who are on Facebook, if you've seen the Facebook meme that tends to circulate around Christmas time. It's a little cartoon, and it shows Mary and and baby Jesus and Joseph in the manger. And instead of three wise men, three wise women show up. And instead of bearing gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they are bringing diapers and casseroles and baby bottles. And it says underneath something along the lines of the three wise women came and brought what Jesus really needed. But we find that the wise men brought those gifts as well, gifts appropriate for a king. For in the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, we already are seeing the echoes to the end of Jesus's life. What they have brought are spices to anoint a body before burial. And I wonder what they thought, these foreign scientists of another religion kneeling before a toddler. This? This is what Herod was so worried about? Surely we must be missing something here. What's going on? But they came and they did what they had been called to do. And then they went to bed. And as they slept that night, God had one more word from them. God said, don't go back to Herod. And so they went home by another road. Images of light and dark are prevalent in the Christmas and Epiphany readings. We hear the scripture passages and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Do you all have the tradition here on Christmas Eve of lighting candles, passing one to the next? That is one of the most moving moments of the whole year for me. Because we see that light that starts with one candle from the Christ candle. And it grows to three or five, depending on how many ushers you have. And then that flame is passed from hand to hand. And we watch the light of Christ enter into a dark world. That light in places I have worshipped shines brighter when at the end we all raise our candles heavenward. And the light bounces off the ceiling when we carry that light out into the world. And word of that first light spread. It spread to a group who studied the light, who studied the stars and planets, 
who studied the moon and sun. God spoke to them, and they went to follow a star. And that light continues to be spread. We hear in the 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus shows that the light of the Christmas star continues in us. In 13, 14, he says, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The light of the world is telling us that we too are called to be the light. The good news that came that Christmas morning was not just for those who were present. It was not just for those who watched the child grow into a man. It was not just for those who believed. By sending strangers from a strange land to follow that light, God showed us that the good news of Christ came for everyone. Everyone could see the star. The wise men, they were not eventually going to become disciples. The strangers went back home by another road, we suppose, and back to their lives. We don't really know what happened to them. But because of this experience, they were different. They had a story to tell. And I wonder if about 31 years later, they heard the news in their country of the crucifixion of a man claiming to be the Messiah. And I wonder if they paused for a moment and remembered when they had followed that star in the night they met him and his mother. Did that news jolt them to belief? We really don't know. But what we do know is that the light of Christ cannot be contained, and we are called to be it and to share it. Sharing that light is the work of Christmas. Sometimes we dream of what that call is. Sometimes what God is calling us to do on God's behalf is a work of mystery. Sometimes we just know. Other times we study closely, weigh options, and make what we pray is the best decision. What we can learn from the wise men is that the journey may not take us where we first thought we were going. Remember, they thought they were meeting the king in Jerusalem, not Bethlehem. We can remember that the road may not be straight or known, but there will be a star to follow, and God will guide us as we seek to be the disciples of Christ we are called to be. As I started packing boxes for my move this week, I finally packed away my nativity scene. It was the only one I took out this year. And I wrapped each figure up in paper, and I put it back in its covering and put it back in its box, protected until next year. And I had a thought that Christmas was over, and we are moving on to the next part of the year, to the next part of our lives. Jesus doesn't remain a baby for long, and in my house, the wise men didn't get to finish their journey, for I packed things away before Epiphany. And as we are back in the routine and rhythm of school and regular schedules this week, as we are back to real life after the holidays, the words of Howard Thurman come to my mind to start us off into the next chapter of the year. He wrote in his piece, The Mood of Christmas, When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. 
to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. We seek Christ. We seek the baby in the manger, and we seek him now. Men and women have looked for him for ages, and we find him again and again. And when we find him, he sets us to work. In Christ, the light of the world was born, and we as seekers, as followers, are called to be that light to the world, to do the work of Christmas all year. May we follow the stars, may we hear the prophets, and may we dream the dreams of God so that we can continue the work of Christmas every day. Amen. As we think about the work of Christmas, as we look around at the epiphany stars that surround us, the Christmas stars, let us think about those in our world who need to see and experience the light of Christ and those with whom we can share it. Friends, let us go to God in prayer. Almighty and merciful God, you are the one who set all the stars in the sky, and you are the ones who called people to follow them. You are the one who created the patterns of the world that bring cold and snow and wind, and we give you thanks for bringing us safely through yet another storm. We pray for those who are still looking for warm places to sleep, for those who are trying not to freeze in the temperatures, and pray that you would help us to shine your light and to care for and to love them. Almighty God, as we pack away what is left of last year, as we look forward to where you are calling us for this year, we pray that you would indeed set a star for us to follow, that we would hear your voice, that you would speak to each of us in visions and dreams, in still quiet and loud voices. God, I pray for a light of hope and thank you for the star that they have been for me this year. I pray that you would continue to bless their ministry and their work and their mission. We lift up those of their members who are not here today, those who are ill, those who are traveling. And we pray that you would continue to lead them and guide them. We pray for Edwin as he does his work leading them and for the session and ask that you give them the bread which they need for today, so that they can step out in faith. God, we lift up our prayers for you this day, and we pray together in one voice, praying the prayer your Son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.